Hello, my name is Dahlia. And I'm Alma. This is Nightmare on Fifth Street, a horror movie podcast. everybody this week we watched the movie i was about to say sweetwater why the hell would i say sweetwater because you well stupid. because it's <laughs> the She's movie stop it the movie is called sweetheart not sweetheart it's just called sweetheart but it is in the middle of an ocean because islands are surrounded by water therefore my brain said <gasps> sweetwater shut <laughs> Islands are surrounded by water? (laughs) You're such an asshole. (laughs) Okay, all right. Alma, tell me about the movie. (laughs) All right. uh, The movie is written by J.D. Dillard, Alex Huber, and Alex Thurer. Or it could be Alex Huber and Alex Thurer. (laughs) Directed by J.D. Dillard, starring Kiersey Clemens. And, uh, well, she's like the main total star of the movie like I wasn't going to mention the other people but there are a couple other people Emery Cohen and Hannah Mangan Lawrence yeah everybody else doesn't count because she's she's fucking badass and she yeah deserves it's like it. it's pretty much her show it's her, it her, her whole thing it is let's just get to it Alma what about the fucking rating tell me tell okay. me I finally have something to bitch about. It's been a few movies. First of all, the movie's just rated PG-13 for creature violence, bloody images, and brief strong language. Um, But I looked at the parental warnings because I was like, there's no way there's going to be anything in them, right? We saw the movie. I don't even remember anybody cussing. I just was like, what are they going to say about this movie? So I'm going to quote it. Uh, The main lead is in a swimsuit. Shots of her trying to climb into a flotation device, including cleavage shots as she's walking to the shore the swimsuit is a french cut leaving half buttocks exposed as she walks and then yeah i'm not done a a young woman is shown bathing in the ocean only the upper back is seen holy fuck who's the (laughs) fucking pervert who fucking (laughs) has to do that that is fucked up the swimsuit that she's wearing in this movie is so modest it's like a two piece that's almost a one piece. Okay. And never did I see any buttocks, but even if she, her buttocks was showing, I, I hate saying the word buttocks. It just sounds stupid. Even if her butt was showing, she's in a swimsuit and she's on an island deserted. I'm, you know, it would be okay if she was completely naked because she could have had no clothes at all. So I'm not understanding the description of the swimsuit, French cut and buttock showing or cleavage. I remember she did um, take a bath in the ocean in the movie and it was like between the shoulder blades. That's so fucked up. Like that was the shot they showed was like her rubbing between the shoulder blades. Remember how they, that that whole, um, in the news about the school dress code and they were talking about because their shoulder blades showed. So 
how is that fucking offensive to anybody? Or how is that, oh, you know, control your hormones. Somebody's clavicle is showing. Oh my God. So anyway, yeah, that, that's what I found. It's horse shit. So whatever. people who find that kind of shit offensive shouldn't be allowed in public because they're going to fucking jizz from everything. They're going to fucking. <laughs> this is, uh, just like you're walking around. Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Fuck, man. That's horrible. I don't even know if they mean that that is offensive or do they consider that like sexual in nature? Like they're making things sexual. They're sexualizing it's like these the, things. It's like the fucking but, assholes that do that with breastfeeding. It's yeah, like, it's like you're sexualizing that. So why don't you put, we are sexualizing these portions. So if you're really into sexualizing things, here's what you're going to find arousing. That's what the parental warning should say. And those people yeah. should be ashamed of themselves because that they is should. disturbing. It's disturbing. Shame, shame on you. Shame on you. <laughs> shame. Shame. <laughs> okay. All right. So our, <laughs> I got distracted already. Okay. We said who, who's Was in the movie? Was it me going, uh like stop it oh my god (laughs) your titties are like (laughs) all over the place hide those things that's offensive (laughs) oh my god i did that laugh where um it sounds like uh all nasally i hate it when i do that it sounds terrible how am i gonna edit that out crazy don't (laughs) It's when I'm trying not to laugh. It comes out like that. (laughs) My stomach hurts. And you're going to have to stop laughing because it's so loud. I'm going to have to edit it out. Okay. Oh, my God. Do you ever laugh so hard that your eyes shut closed and you can't open them? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Okay, everybody, I can't stop laughing. So you're just going to hear me giggling throughout the beginning. (laughs) Okay, no, it'll go away. It'll go away. Okay. All right, everybody, picture this beautiful underwater scene. The water's gorgeous. The the lion. (laughs) What what is that? It's a sky lion. (laughs) It's a fantasy Uh, movie. I think I have some kind of aphasia right now. <laughs> I'm going to cry. Okay. So that was some rays of light, um, our sunlight are coming through as somebody is swimming underwater. And it's like, that's gorgeous. So now we're going to break out of the water like a mermaid, but not like a mermaid because we're not a mermaid. And we are on an island. We're on an island. And it's very obvious that this lovely young lady has just survived something horrible because she's all like gasping and shit. And I don't know. I was thinking a a plane for some reason, but it was it was a boat. Something happened to their boat. and And that's how she ends up being a castaway on this island. She gets to the shore she finds a friend of hers and then yeah. she's like dragging a friend of course yeah. it's got to be mm-hmm. somebody she knows right. and it's true i didn't really know whether it was um a boat or a plane or whatever but they're washed ashore yeah you know? so mm-hmm. she's dragging somebody out of the ocean yeah and she she fared well because she looks like she's okay and as soon as we see the dude on the sand i'm like is that motherfucking coral sticking out of his oh, body yeah he was like stabbed, stabbed by fucking coral. And I'm like, holy shit. Because I'm thinking if he survives this, he's going to die of infection. Because coral 
is fucking alive and it's going to fuck up your blood and you're going to get a fucking infection and he would not live very long. So, oh my God. Oh my God. So I said, don't pull it out. But the reality is, you know, they were going to have to pull it out eventually. So she decided she's going to do it right away. She pulls out the coral from his body and she stuffs it real quick, which I thought was smart. Um, she, to stop the bleeding, but Alas, it did not do anything because he ended up dying anyways. And of course, this crushes her, but she has to keep going on to try to figure out like anybody else, you know, so she starts screaming other names and, and, uh, but you know what I loved about her? This woman, she, she survives whatever she survived. We don't know what happened. She sees her friend die in front of her. She, she is sad. She cries, but immediately that woman starts going about the fucking island and figuring shit out. She starts getting supplies. She's looking for supplies. She finds uh, uh, things that she can uh, use. She ends up finding a little, a little clearing where it turns out that there's there's like a bag and a um, what what do they call them a lunchbox a, a cooler, cooler like a, a cooler yeah yeah ice chest. Uh, looks very old. So obviously someone had been on this island before. Had they been shipwrecked like she was? We don't know. But She's do doing see- too much is what Dahlia is trying to say. She's doing too much. <laughs> I was looking at it like that is a lot of fucking work. Like she just said to, I'm going to live. I'm going to live. And she's doing all this stuff. And I'm just like, that's too much. That's too much. <laughs> she's gathering wood. I mean, for real though? I mean... <laughs> She, so, shut up. But it's kind of cool because uh, uh, from this, from this, I was going to say igloo, from this um, cooler and from this bag, this random bag, she does see somebody had been on the island beforehand and there are a few little supplies. Like she finds matches and some other random shit she can use for survival. She's Dude, to- don't forget, she what? had the Mexican Coke. Oh, fuck yeah, and the cooler, I forgot. Yeah, okay, it wasn't Mexican Coke, because I don't think it was glass bottles, but I'm thinking it had to have been, don't you think? It was glass, it was glass. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it was glass bottles. Um, So, yeah, there was Coke in there, not Coke Coke, like from last week, but Coke. and <laughs> Regular Coca-Cola Coke. Yeah, the boring kind. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Um, and she starts right away breaking apart coconuts. And I'm so, it's so funny because I'm like, damn, she knows how to fucking break those coconuts open and fucking Alma, what did I wrote down what you said around this time, but what did you say? Do you remember what you said? I was like, that's a lot of fucking work. I'm like, I know how to do it, but she knew how to do it. And she started to do it. I'm not sure exactly what I started saying, but I just basically decided that this, if that was me in this situation, I would have just laid down and just dehydrated and died. That's literally what you said. I wrote it down. Alma (laughs) said she'd lay down instead of breaking that coconut and die. I would just, why why the fuck bother? Why the fuck bother? I just wouldn't have the energy to do any of it. It just, she's over here. You know how hard it is to open a coconut? Yeah. Have you? I've watched people do it. I've never done it myself, but when they would give you like the fresh coconut, which by the way, is it good? Okay. Oh, coconut water tastes like ass sweat. I don't know why it's people drink ass it. Sweat and the it's coconut horrible. itself. I cannot chew it. It is like I, it's like the texture. I of like it. coconut though. I don't. I'm not a fan of it. It's like you have to eat it because you want to be healthy and shit or whatever. No, but it tastes. She knows good. how to do it. She is just like fucking like tearing apart like the husk on it and banging it open, and then it's just like wow. Like she's it's smart. Awesome. And she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to get the fuck out of here, but I'm going to live. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I decided this wouldn't be the horror movie situation in which I would survive because I would give up immediately. I would have laid next to the friend on the ocean shore (laughs) and 
just fucking, you know, just let it take me. Like, just, I know it takes some days, but I'm cool with it. I'm cool with that. Oh my God. Anyways. So yeah, she's, she's doing all this hard work. She's making herself a little shelter. Oh my God. She's doing everything. I know what the scratching is now. It's fucking dolphin. That was a perfect scary noise. That actually frightened me because I see my cats over here and they're asleep and my dog's asleep. So I'm I'm like, what could that be? Yeah, that's it's fucking a fucking dolphin. ghost. Yeah, he's Aww, on the he other side of the door. He can't because then he barks at everything. So yeah. Anyways, are you fucking kidding me, dolphin? Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen and non-binary friends, we just have uh, a, a couple of... Uh, not a couple, three special guests in the room with me now that go by the name of Dolphin, Jack, and Jill. They are my dogs that were, were apparently scratching at my door wanting to be let in, so I let them in. And I swear to fucking God, if y'all fucking bark, if you bark while I'm bark. recording, I'm just going to look gonna at you it. and I'm going to say, that's not nice. And then I'm going to go back to recording because what? It, what? they're adorable. What the fuck am I going to do to them? They're adorable. Nothing. You're going to do nothing. <laughs> Okay, so she found a way to collect fucking rainwater, this woman. She's collecting rainwater. She's fishing. She's fucking, she's doing it all. She's fucking doing it all. Alma, what would you be doing right now? Laying on the shore, dehydrating. (laughs) Just getting sunburnt. I might roll over because the sun in my face, so I just lay my, I'd probably die faster with my head in the sand. (laughs) I'm not doing shit. Don't expect me to participate in that situation. Okay. <laughs> oh, I even kept saying that the whole movie, didn't I? I said, Lali, yes. don't even worry about collecting yep. rainwater for me. Just let yep. me Yeah, she did. The, thing, the best thing about this situation is everyone's going to think you died a, a hero. If they find out what happened to you and they find your body, they're like, oh man, she, who knows how long she survived. And she was trying to live and then she just succumbed to the elements. They wouldn't Aww. know that I just laid there in a hole and died. Oh, I said I would dig my own hole. That I know. I was, co- <laughs> I was coming up to that part because in all her exploring of the island, she does find a little clearing. And we said, ooh, how very pet cemetery. And mm-hmm. it turns out it was a cemetery because there were two bodies buried there because the family... It was a family. We ended up seeing pictures, but there was a son and a mother and father who had been the ones that had been shipwrecked or whatever the fuck on the island, whenever it was. It was years ago, many years ago, because, yeah, it just looked old as shit, the stuff that they had there. But anyways, um, two of them had passed away and somebody had buried them. So we see that. And that's when you said, um, <laughs> I don't know, because she ends up... Uh, deciding because she had left her friend who had passed away she had left him on the shore but she decides when she sees that that she's going to bury him as well so she goes and she digs a hole she puts him in it and as he she's digging the hole alma said you know that she'd dig her own hole and she'd sit in it (laughs) until she died so i don't want thale have to do any work that she just pushes the the sand in over me after I die. You can, you don't even have to wait. You could just, <laughs> just, but I'll dig it. That way you don't have to do double work. <laughs> so she's fishing. Oh my God. She catches fish and then she cooks it over the fire. Alma, again, what did you say about that part when you saw her eating that fish? Yeah, I would just starve to death anyway. Cause I don't eat fish. If it was the last food on the earth, I'm just going to die. That's it. That's the end of it. <laughs> 
not going to do oh. it. I wouldn't eat it raw. I would not eat it with a fox. I would not eat it in a box. <laughs> I would not, could not eat a fish. Oh my God. Anyways. So she, she buried her friend. She's cooking some fish at night. She eats it. And then that night there's a thunderstorm. She gets up the next morning and I don't know if it's through exploring or what, I can't remember, but then she ends up seeing that her friend, his name was Brad. Brad's body is gone. But it's not just gone, because that could have been like the rain somehow, something fucking it up and like pulling him out to the sea or whatever. No, there's blood everywhere. Fucking blood everywhere. He was not just devoured. He was like, you know, messy, messy person eating no manners, person, monster, whatever the fuck it was. And she freaks out. Of course she freaks out. I would have freaked out. I would have been like, oh, shit, there's like a big cat on this island or something. And I'm going to have to now, not only do I have to survive the fucking island, I have to survive this fucking thing that just ate my dead friend. That's fucking ridiculous. Didn't you make a note to look something up? I did and I skipped it. (laughs) I wrote that. When I wrote it down, we were watching this movie and I wrote it down. And I said, let me write something down to look up later that I will not go back to later and look up because I always forget to look it up. And yeah, I, I, I wrote, where is this movie filmed? And I looked course- it up for you. <gasps> because I absolutely adore Dahlia for always making notes like this. She will say, I'm going to write that down, look it up. The thing is, she does look up a lot of shit. Like but not this a lot. Shit. She researches the the <laughs> shit out of everything. And she she's the smartest person I know. And she will do all that. But when it comes to the little notes, like, I wonder if that means anything. She's not going to look that shit nope. up. So I know. <laughs> Anyways, it was filmed on Bounty Island in Fiji. Oh, Fiji. I knew it was somewhere out there. Beautiful, a beautiful island. It's gorgeous. That the, the, they kept doing the aerial shots, looking oh, down, yeah. and it was absolutely gorgeous. But okay, so she's swimming, okay, and because you know, and she's looking for fish and eat, and I don't know, board or something. But while she's swimming, she's a little bit away from the shore, and she's a good swimmer, by the way. She is underwater, and then she sees this this fucking portal to hell or something. I don't know what the fuck it was. It, that's a portal. Well, how would you describe it, Alma? What the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, was I was just like, it's an abyss. It's something. It doesn't look like it's sucking everything up around it, like, like, like a portal would or something like that. But it's just fucking dark and scary, and you can tell that it's like way deep because it is black as night and just, um, it's just fucked. Like I was just like, that's it. That's that's whatever is coming for her is is in there. Yeah. And- yeah. <laughs> It came from but, there, and, I, and it's funny because I think at that time too, you you yelled something or you said something like about dying and everything. Of course, <laughs> about just oh yeah, because I can't even fucking swim. I was like, <laughs> why is she going so far? I was like, look at her just showing off that she has all these survival skills. She knows that we get it. You're awesome, and you're strong, and you're a survivor. <laughs> <laughs> One thing she didn't do right though. And I, not only did she not do it right, but I became so obsessed with it that I started sounding like a fucking pervert. I kept telling her to take off her shorts because I was like, take off your fucking shorts for the love of fucking God. She was wearing, first of all, she looked cute as fuck if she was out on the day at a beach or like, I guess they were on a boat, a little boat party and all that. But the second she became stranded on that fucking island, she should have taken off those fucking shorts because they were these cute little jean shorts, but 
cute little jean shorts all wet and gross on the island means you're going to fucking be giving yourself yeast infections all day long. So I know your pH is just ruined. It's just, I know I just grossed out a whole bunch of you, but it's true. It's true. These are the questions that women have like in these movies where somebody is like needing Mm -hmm. to survive, like in an apocalypse or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, how do they have period? How do they do this? But she's on an Island and she's wet and, and, like the sand, Dirty, the and, sand and all that shit and the chafing that's why i was like she could have mm-hmm. been naked this whole movie yeah. and it would have been part of the movie and it would have made made yeah. sense but i get that because she kept wearing those the shorts and i would have given up same, on them I the just, fucking same shorts all the time she was she was swimming in them she was she was walking around in them yeah she would have had yeah and like i said i know i gross out a lot of people but it's the truth so if that ever happens to you guys just take off the fucking shorts and let it air out down there because um you're fucking up your ph like alma said so anyways <laughs> back to back to life back back to, to reality, reality. <laughs> all right so now everybody it's nighttime again it's nighttime and she's all in her cute little shelter and she's surviving and Alma's like, fuck off, but yay girl at the same time. And we see here a plane flying overhead. And of course she gets all excited. She jumps up and she's all like, and she grabs her flare gun. And I remember thinking like, don't fucking use the flare gun because the plane had already flown enough of a distance that it was not going to fucking see that flare gun. So in my opinion, it was going to be wasted. She was going to shoot it and she would have lost a flare to use when it was going to be able to be used later. But anyways, it doesn't matter because um, you're in survival mode. She's going to fucking, you know, shoot the shit. And she does and realizes that that the plane is like no way going to turn around or anything. And she's just kind of staring off after it. She looks at the ocean. And then what do we see, Alma? What the fuck do we see? The silhouette of what looked like what we thought was like a giant walking on water. <laughs> yeah. Didn't it look like it was walking on water? It looked it, like it was walking on water. But it was huge. And it was like, uh, a monster as a creature. It was something like from was, the Black Lagoon or whatever. Yeah, it's that's just... that's actually what I thought. That's literally what I thought. But except mm. I called it a sexy monster because it was walking ooh, sexy. Ooh, <laughs> that is into those the, those sexy creatures walking across the water. <laughs> the it thing did. about it was you could tell that it was a monster. You could tell that it was something like humanoid, but not. Yeah not a person and mm-hmm. it was good that it was dark because that it looks more menacing it looks fucking scarier it looks mm-hmm. more than but it did look way bigger than it actually mm-hmm. ended up being yeah it, it was big but it wasn't as big as we thought it was and it starts she she sees it she freaks out of course and she, but she doesn't get all stupid she immediately goes and she hides and she hides and as this thing is is going around the island or in the little area that she's at I swear to fucking, I know I, I give a lot of detail, but I give a lot of detail for a reason, okay? So as it's searching for her, it's making its little monster noises, but I, it, it was a recurrent thing. One of the, the noises it kept making sounded like it was fucking laughing. It, I don't know how to describe it, but it would be it monster, was monster, chittering. monster. And yeah, it says chittering, but it sounded like mm-hmm. it was fucking laughing. Um, and it always seemed to laugh when it realized that it found her or saw that she was trying to do something to survive or something like that. It was like, like it was close by. Yeah, definitely. It was it was near to her and it could tell, but it couldn't find her. 
Yeah, yeah. So right away, not right away, but the next morning, the second she gets up, she jumps out of her little shelter and she starts making herself a fucking raft to get the fuck off that island. And I think before I think it was all about, oh, somebody will find us because, you know, we obviously there was more than two people on that boat. People are searching for them. I'm sure this is what she's thinking. Um, you know, she's not talking. Obviously, she's by herself, but whatever. So um, this is what I'm gathering from the situation. But as soon as she sees that fucking monster, she's smart. She's like she's she's going to hightail it out of there, except for the fact, again, I, I, I do have to quibble with the little things because she is human. She is only human after all. She's not perfect like we thought she was because she's walking around in her shorts and then she makes a raft that ain't going to do shit. She found another um, person at some point. I don't remember if it was before or after this um, that was from her, her boat trip. They were dead and cut in half. Um, it could have been an accident. We don't know, but, you know, she... He has, she like, found- slashes. That's why yeah. I took note right away. He's like... Yeah. Like in his face, fucked up, mm-hmm. which so, I thought was like creature claw marks or something. I don't yeah, know. exactly. So she buries him, and then she finds um, some luggage. Uh, 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 and, and in that luggage, oh, wait, she doesn't bury him; she hangs him up. Oh shit! You're right. Okay, so I got shit out of order here, but just just hold on to all that information, okay? Um, she uses the suitcase that she found. It has some supplies in it, so she got some of their she had had a, a life vest life whatever the fuck they call them she had had one and then the dudes had one so she used them to put into the luggage to try to make a raft out of it and you could tell by looking at it it wasn't gonna fucking work but no. she was gonna try so see i tell you she's not perfect all right Come no on. but she's desperate <laughs> and that's what yeah. that's what the it was like a desperate sad attempt at trying it was to really get the sad. fuck out of there I mean, like, because I remember thinking, like, where does where the fuck does she think she's gonna go in a fucking in a suitcase with with fucking life vests in it? And of course, it doesn't work, and and she comes back, and it it, it freaks her out. Of course, I would have been freaked the fuck out too. So she decides that night she's gonna she hangs her friend and puts him up in a tree, I guess, to feed because she realizes again she's not talking, she's not telling you all this, but as she's going about the things that she's doing on the island, you can tell what is going through her brain. She realizes that the monster was the one that took uh, her first friend that she had buried. And then she's like, okay, so I'm going to get, he was looking for me. So he's going to try to eat me. So I'm going to give him, you know, it sucks that my friend is dead, but I'm going to put him out there so that he can, you know, be tonight's food. And she does that. And it's just like this poor woman. It's like, she just, she has to survive all fucking day. And then all night she has to find a way to fucking survive again and still rest. How the fuck is this woman going to rest? Never. I do want to mention, though, really quick, that there was a cute, whenever they do the morning scenes, they would have the cute little baby, the baby turtle hatching and going out to live in the ocean. Oh, I love that. So she has to survive for several nights. Um, One night, she doesn't even have a shelter because old fucking monster dude decided to come and fuck shit up. So he's fucking with her every night. Sometimes she's able to put shit out for him. Sometimes she isn't. But it's always looking for her because it knows that she's there. I don't know if he's some... I think sometimes... This was just me, me thinking that sometimes I think that he's fucking with her just to fuck with her. And then like other nights, he really does want to find her and he's hungry. But... I don't know. He could get he could get really big fish out in the fucking ocean. So I think he, that's why true. I think he's fucking with her. Because here's the thing: it's like he that that creature has been surviving fine without yeah. her. Yeah. And there's been um like there was like some torn up fish that showed up on shore like when she's mm-hmm. walking around. It eats just fine. 
But it's like almost playing a game with her. Yeah. That it's like, I'm going to find you. It obviously is only coming out at night and she's fully aware. And it's keeping her from sleeping because you're yeah. right. She was like up all night trying to see where is it at. She's not, she, mm-hmm. it's not like she has anywhere to hide. That she motherfucker doesn't. can walk all over the island at night and mm-hmm. she has nothing to protect herself. So, nope. you know, it's like a big game. I also kept envisioning all kinds of scenarios like, when she gave the friend hung him up, I was like, yeah, I think we were both thinking maybe if she gives it an offering, it'll leave her the fuck that's alone. A, yeah. <laughs> nope. But that's just, why, <laughs> what came into play in, in us thinking that it's fucking with her because mm-hmm. it wasn't happy with that. Mm-mm. It still is coming for her. Yep. And there's just different scenarios of, of, of like one night she, uh, she's up in a fuck, she made a hammock really f- high fucking up in the trees. And I'm like, Fuck, now she's basically handing herself over on a plate to this dude. She was like a little tamal all wrapped up in the trees. He's like, ooh, I like Mexican food. And he walks up to it. And, uh, but no, no. So that did, she I, she put herself really high, but he showed her that, oh, you could be really high up there, but look what I'm going to do. And he started fucking with the fucking trees and started trying to pull her down. See? She's not safe anywhere. She can't be high up in the fucking trees. She can't. One time she put herself in a fucking log. There was a fucking hollow log. What did he do with the fucking log, Alma? Oh, yeah. He shook it and he banged it and broke it. By the time the um, the morning came, right? Because he, he did more than like what they showed. Mm-hmm. Because when she crawled out in the morning, she was all like just dirty. And mm-hmm. there was like the debris of the tree was everywhere. It de- It definitely knew where she was. It definitely Oh, yeah. And it was fucking with her. It was fucking mm-hmm. fucking with her. And finally, okay, this has been going on night after night. She's surviving. She's learning more and more about this, this beast that she's surviving. And and by the grace of whatever is out there, she somehow still alive. And finally, one morning or day, whatever, it's fucking daytime. She sees, we look out and we're like, what's that? Is that, is that an animal? Is that what's floating up? Nope. It's a fucking raft. It's a fucking raft. A raft. So I'm thinking like, oh, don't get too excited, Dahlia. Don't get too excited because it could be dead bodies in there. They, the people that were in the raft could have perished by now because she's been living on this fucking island for days. We don't know how long. So that means that the people in the fucking raft have been li- living out in the ocean for that long. In the elements. And turns out there's two survivors in there. There's two fucking survivors. Okay. What's interesting about that, that Dali was mentioning that the raft was floating out there, because I think we've watched too much horror and too much true crime that we didn't think whatever was in that raft was good. And <laughs> we were like, we were like, hide, fucking hide. What, yep. what the fuck is in there? I don't, I don't think anything positive Mm-mm. seeing a raft floating up on shore. I just yep. don't. Yep. And um, yeah, so it is her friend's. One of them is her boyfriend, and the other one is, I'm doing quotes in the air, friend. We find out later that she's been friends with this person for quite a while, but I'm telling you, the second I looked at this person, I knew right away she was fucking trouble. There was just something about her. I was just like smelling it. You know, there's a there's a whiff of it in the air, and I'm like, that bitch is going to fuck something up. I just yeah, know I wrote. I just know I it. wrote, these two bitches float up on shore. And I just, you know, you know, they're, they're there to fuck shit up. You can oh, tell. Yeah. 
it was like the pacing of everything. She's doing good. She's, she's finally badass. she's gonna survive, and now she's gonna have to be on the offensive because she's just been defending herself. Mm-hmm. And I think she needs an obstacle. And here, lo and behold, we have Lucas, her boyfriend, and Mia, her stupid fucking friend. <laughs> friend. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so she does. She, uh, I thought she was being smart. So she doesn't tell them right away about the monster. She decides that she's going to have to warn them um, about something that's been going on the island because she's going to tell them right now that they need to get off the fucking island. So she tells them, and I thought, oh, so smart. She says, um, there's an animal on the island or something like that. And I'm like, oh, good, smart. Don't tell them it's a, it's a monster. They're not going to fucking. And then like half a second later, it's a monster. It's like, God damn, girl, you were so close. You were so close to being believed. The second she said monster, though, the other two people just shut her the fuck down. They were not going to hear any of this, no matter what she told them. She was telling them truth. But if you think about it, they've been out in the fucking ocean for days. We don't know how long. She's been trapped on this island for days. We don't know how long. Um, You could be delirious. And I I have to admit, if somebody was telling me this story, I'd be like, "Mm, you've been drinking too much seawater. You've been, you know, out in the sun too long. But at the same time, she was so desperate to tell them they need to get off the island. That's the part I would have listened to. I mean, yeah. fuck the she monster. Sees this, she sees this raft. She's like, that's our way out of here, no matter what. And I I, I was so, I was infuriate, infuriated right away because she cooks them this meal. She wastes her Mexican Coke on them so that she could get them like fed and thinking that that's going to help like ease them into this conversation. And they're fucking ungrateful. They completely dismiss her. And she's obviously terrified. They should have at least been open to conversation with her. They're both equally just fuckers here because they tell her they completely shut her down. Like they're not even listening. It's like she's been here surviving. You guys have just been floating and she's saving you. Like she's using her survival skills. At least give her the floor. And it's like they didn't even bother. And they're being shady as fuck because sometimes she'll be doing something like doing some hard work and they're off over there sitting on the shore or walking and talking. It's like, motherfuckers, don't you see her doing all this shit to survive? And y'all are are taking a long stroll on the fucking island talking. They were just talking. They look like they were scheming or something. And I'm like, yes, they're oh, scheming. Some, something's wrong here, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Like, but she still is hoping that by telling them we need to get the fuck out of here by by the time the sun goes down that they're going to listen so she's working they're doing shit and she asked to borrow um the boyfriend lucas his knife and when she gets the knife when she's using it to like get her shit ready she notices their blood on it i i only mentioned the blood because the scheming thing that they're doing um, she hints at it and then they bring it up a couple of times. They had a friend with them that also survived, but that person didn't make it. Right. And Jen here, she tells the two that just showed up that the girl's boyfriend, that's the first guy who died. That's the first guy that showed up on the island with her. He what's wrong? No, it's just I I could I I, I forgot their names. I'm sorry. That was Oh, okay. Me. I thought it was that I forgot something completely well you know she's written as jennifer but he called her jen like and she said jen and i didn't like it because i'm like to me it's like they have like a belittling tone when they're talking to her jen you know what i mean and 
this is where the title of the movie comes in. Okay. Because her boyfriend, Lucas is, he, he has like a, like this smug talking down to her tone. Uh, he's so right? good at playing a, a, a smug little fucker. I just, yes. he just had this tone and the look on his face. Sweetheart. Sweetheart. And it just like, and, and you can tell it made her like the little, you know, when you give that like, like nails on chalkboard type feeling, when he talked to her, she was on the verge of, I've had enough of your shit. And I'm placating you by listening to you because sometimes that's what you do in those with those type of people is you just let them talk and you hope that in letting them talk, then you don't have to have that that arguing because they're not going to listen to you anyway. Um, when when she's packing up all her shit, she's gonna they're going to get the fuck out of there. She comes back to them and they're like, yeah, we had a meeting and we're not. OK, just picture this is verbatim. OK, OK, picture asshole chick asshole guy okay <laughs> and they're like um yeah we had a meeting and we're not going anywhere we're gonna totally stay here and rest and she's like what the fuck okay that was verbatim that was exactly the scene because that was really exactly good. it <laughs> and it's like what the fuck okay okay so she's just kind of losing her mind here they're like we're just gonna rest we haven't seen anything and mia that's her friend in quotes Tells her, you you can understand how we just don't believe you because like I've known you for a long time and you tend to exaggerate things or make stuff up. But she didn't give any examples of that shit either. And it was like, oh, okay, that that's that kind of friend. Okay. It's yeah. that kind of friend. So And the boyfriend too, he he raises his voice at, at her and talks, like yells at her and shouts her down so fucking rudely too. Yeah. And I'm and like, then, Fuck. You can tell what kind of relationship they mm-hmm. had here. He, it, This is not a good relationship, abusive relationship, whatever way it was. So this is the best part, though, because Jen's like, okay, we'll stay and get rest. And what does she do behind their back? She fucking grabs that fucking raft and she starts taking off towards the fucking ocean. That's what she does. She grabbed all the supplies too because I was like, oh shit, she's going to leave them. And you know, it kind of looked dirty that she was going to ditch them. But no, it isn't because if you didn't have, you have the background. They're assholes. They're assholes. She has an ice chest. She packs food in it. And earlier she had mentioned uh, that she was saving up food. She had like a week's worth of food. So it's not like she's not, uh, like like she's a total idiot here. She offered them uh, tickets to that ship that was sailing and she, and they didn't take it. They decided that they were going to not go. So they want to she gave there. them chances. She gave them a chance and, and she not needs only to survive. That, if she takes off and she does survive, she can get them help because she survived on that Island. Like let's say it's a week already. She survived on that Island. All they have to do is catch fish and live, right? If there's nothing else to be afraid of, she survived that long and was looking healthy without them okay so she starts to take off on the rat of the raft and we're like fuck it push it push push it push it and as she's going they they see her they run her down lucas grabs her off the raft fucking asshole and mia knocks her the fuck out with a paddle so next oh this thing is we... what this is when we saw her cleavage isn't it oh oh yeah her boobies might have shown anyway so um when she wakes up, they have tied her up and they're sitting around a fire, but it's dark. So holy shit. It's dark and they've tied her up like she's a prisoner. And they say that they did it for her own good. They um, are trying to talk sense into her. It's dark and we've been in the dark for a while and we haven't seen anything. Now just picture that's exactly what they said because verbatim. 
You know, they're, they're mocking her and it's so irritating. I hate them so much. And he starts telling her, do you even have any plans? And Mia's like, I'm going to walk around. And she's like, kind of, it's almost like she's gloating that. Oh, she's fucking gloating. That Jen had the nerve to make up a monster story and there's no monster. So I'm going to walk along the shore and just enjoy the beautiful scenery as I rest. Like she's on some island getaway the fucking idiot. So Lucas is over here talking down to Jen as she's fucking tied up. You have no money. You have this dark cloud that's constantly hanging around, hanging over your head. And do you remember this conversation we had before the boat accident and before the storm hit? Apparently she was wanting out of this relationship. Would you like to revisit that now? It's almost like he's holding her hostage and forcing her to stay with him, like making her agree. I'm going to let you go is what he says once you've calmed down. And it's like, oh, hell no. And but he also tells her that he pays for all of her shit. He pays for her school. He pays for her books. He pays for her food. I'm like, this is such a toxic motherfucker. He's so yes. toxic. And the only way he is going to untire is if he agree, if she agrees to his thing. He's not telling her you can go. I mean, if he didn't want her, he could just be okay with it, right? No. He's like, I will untie you if you do this. And literal black cloud shows up above your head. And he blames her for the storm that shipwrecked them. And what's happening meanwhile, Mia the asshole's on shore. She starts screaming because guess who's there? Our Woo-woo! favorite creature. Sexy monster. Yes. He's just like sultrily like looking <laughs> out of the ocean as the water glistens Stop over it. it. Stop it. Stop it. What is it? Scaly skin. <laughs> oh my God. Hooray. He's got her. But the first thing I, I think is no, don't kill her. And it's not because I like her because I love it when there's somebody to hope gets dead. I want this bitch to live a torturous, long death. I want her to live the maximum amount of time that one can live and be tortured. I I think of this scenario. (laughs) What's the maximum of time that you can be alive, but be like in torturous pain, horrific screaming, peel off your skin, all that kind of shit. Um, She starts to try to untie herself, Jen, uh, just to get, obviously this thing is going to fuck them all up. Thanks to these two goofballs who fucked up everything. And Lucas runs out to go help Mia. And he does manage to get her away from us for a second. And he sees the thing and it hasn't really shown it all in all its glory yet, which is good. You know, we just know like it's this big, like bipedal thing that's going to fuck them up really bad. And she's bleeding and he gets her away for a second, but it ends up just dragging her off. And Jen breaks loose just in time to help Lucas get away and take off. And she's just like, fucking run, fucking run. But I love it because Mia has like this mouthful of blood and she's like just choking and gurgling and shit. And I know he just eats her slowly, but he takes her away and probably that little, that little abyss hole out in the ocean. And then it's morning. And who's stuck up in a tree like a little bitch? A fucking little bitch is what he's doing up there. <laughs> he, he wouldn't come down. She's uh-uh. like, it's safe now. It's daytime. You can come on down now. He's like, are you sure? And that's exactly what he sounded like. Like fucking he did doing Shaggy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate this man. I hate him. But I was disappointed that they killed Mia so fast. That's the only reason though. That's the only thing. And so yeah, she's let her like, die oh. like rotten on the beach for a while. 
Yeah. And so all of a sudden, who's on board with her plan to get the fuck off the island? <laughs> fucking like, idiot. He's fucking, I don't even know his name. What he's like, what can I do, a Lucas? And you know, I could be making that up this whole time. I'm not even going to look at my notes or anything. It, it, that's what it is. So um, they're packing. Now, w- this was amazing, too, because remember in the beginning, she's like, she sharpened sticks. and She didn't just catch fish because it's not like she had a fishing pole. Like she was spear fishing. She had made chum from like the tiny fish because I she think she was just going to eat handmade, homemade that shit. Yes. She made her own fish bait. So she's got all this. She's she's resourceful and he's listening to her. And I think she, she's catching more fish. And then now he's ready to go leave with her, but he's like, are you sure it's okay? It's safe. And she's like, it only comes on land at night. So they get ready. They load up the the raft and they start pushing it off, but they see it. They see it swimming underneath the boat. We're like yelling, it's daylight, it's daylight. But then Dale was like, well, but it lives in the ocean. So and we're, and I was like, oh shit, it never occurred to me that they wouldn't have been safe out there. Now, remember in the beginning of the movie, I don't know if you caught it, but when she pulled her friend onto um, the shore and he was, he was dying and he, and everything, he asked, did you see it? What? He said, did <gasps> he you did. see it? It was his last words or it's because I, I couldn't really hear it, but because we have the captions on. Oh my that was the only God, part right. that I caught. He said, did you see it? And it was like, oh, fuck. That thing was swimming around there during daytime. And it just came to me like right at that moment when you saw the silhouette of it swimming. It is fucking fast. When it when she first saw it, like out in the water moving, it it wasn't just fast. It was like ridiculous. So they're fucked. There's no way they're going to get away from that thing because it's swimming and they're in a fucking raft. Okay. When they first climbed into that raft too, there was like some blood and um, it's kind of like a, a, mute, a moot thing, but it was kind of bothersome because I really wanted to know what happened to the third person that survived with them and then just doesn't make it to the island. They hinted that he just didn't make it and don't be like him. So it it kind of meant like to me, like those two were scheming and having their conversations because they fucking killed that guy. The raft had blood in it. And this is something that happened before, but I, I forgot to even think about it. But anyway, they're fucked. That's pretty much they're fucked. It starts toying with them. And, and you're totally right, because it was like scratching underneath the raft and you could see that it was swimming around. And then eventually it like peekaboo pops up through a little hole that it tucked. And we thought maybe it was a baby. Yeah, I they, thought it was a baby for some reason because they look like, smaller than I thought. Oh, is it? Is it have a baby? Is it like one of those movies where it's like protecting the little baby spawn? No, it was just because it had like a weird, like a, like fishy looking small head that peeks up, and I love it because it just it was kind of funny the way it just kind of popped through. But also they're fucked, so they're gonna die. So it's like who who's it gonna take? Uh, it manages to pull Jen down into um, the water, and you can see that really scary black hole and but she has the knife still that she got from lucas so she uh, 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 stabs that motherfucker and swims away but it grabs lucas instead but he did he did attempt to save her because he jumped into the water now i thought he was trying to swim to shore 
No, he was swimming down. That was the part sure? that I was like, I don't think it's a redeeming quality in him either. The thing is, he I, I think he might have still wanted to save her because he he did want her. Like that's not a love relationship, but that's or, his. Or maybe you know he I mean? needed her. He needed her. That too, because she, you know, but he did. He jumped in the water, but it was too late. He got grabbed and he got snatched into the hole, and she manages to swim back on shore. So she, now, he didn't just he didn't just get taken to, into the hole. It oh, was happened? beautiful. It was beautiful the way you see him like like fighting against. It, they did slow mo. Remember? Oh yeah. And then uh. the 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 sexy fish monster is like like Ooh, doing its thing. Yeah. Give it to me. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> we needed like a cool sexy underwater song. <laughs> but his face, his face was like. What the fuck is happening to me as he's being dragged into the hole? And yeah. I loved it. I loved it. So he was able to realize the the full horror of what was happening to him, to him, and he deserved it. And I was glad too because the both of them knew what got them, and we were like, I don't, I don't know if it's because we're like Mexican or if it's because we're women that were raised super Mexican women that love to be right. <laughs> Always. I and I am always fucking right. fucking love to be right. It's like I walk around my house sometimes and I'll say, oh, yes, I am righteous. And I deserve this feeling of mighty righteousness. I'm like, I'm not even kidding. I fucking love being right. And when they're dying, I th the only thing I'm thinking the whole time is like, who told you? Who, who was right? Who was right? Say it. Say it. Who? I just wish they could have just had one little moment where they look into her eyes and say, you were right. They denied her of that pleasure, okay? And then she doesn't even get to like revel in her amazing righteousness. She has to get right back to work and what? Start fucking coming with a plan, okay? She's gonna go on the offensive. She's sharpening sticks. And I'm glad y'all can't see what I'm doing with my head. She looks like she's jacking <laughs> off several dudes. Many, many, many all over the place. So stop she's it, like it. sharpening. I'm doing hand motions for, for wood carving, okay? She would get all the fucking badges. All like the all the this is like everything. She's sharpening sticks. She's getting debris. She digs up the dead bodies. Remember? Oh yeah. She's making. Oh, and then she makes fire again. She, she makes, makes fire. And she would run out of matches, so mm -hmm. she actually made this fire like a fire. Like remember, um, in that movie with what's Castaway. His face? Yeah, cast away when he makes his big fire. It was glorious. She makes her fire. It's a big fire. She set up shit and she's ready. She's ready for this motherfucker because it's coming for her. And it here comes the nighttime. And it comes up. And she had managed to make this great smelly pile of all the, the dead shit that she could find. And she's made a trap for them. And it's it's like uh you could see like she had a, like a big circle. It's encircled with debris. And she lights that bitch on fire, that whole pile of debris. And it's kind of stuck in the fire, but you know, it's not going to last. So she has her sharp stick and she starts running. It It's way faster than her, but she had a good start because of the fire. The thing is, it's using the water to fly through and then jump onto the land to try to snatch her and then keeps jumping into the water and then the land kind of like hopscotch to try it to reach her. It looked really good. Whatever they did to it do was, that was really freaky. awesome because first of all she was she was awesome because she would run up to it and she would like you know stab 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 run away mm -hmm. and and it'd get confused or whatever but she was 
very fucking smart. Like Alma said, she prepared from the second that she got back onto shore after she saw her boyfriend die, made all these, these, these spears from, from wood, used the, the, the dead bodies to, and, and everything dead to attract the, the, the monster to come up. And um, she used a fire to advantage because when it was in the middle of the fire, she'd go. And so she was wounding it. I think she knew she wasn't going to kill it. But she was trying to wound as much as she can when she jumped in there. And then like Alma said, when they when she couldn't use the fire anymore and she was running on the fucking shore, that fucking fish person, whatever the fuck it was, used the fish water. Man. Yes, to its advantage, because it would jump yeah. into the water, swim, 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 like really far ahead, but like showing off, and then it'd jump back onto the land. So again, you know it's fucking with her, because it could eat her, take her, whatever, at any time it wants, but it's fucking with her, but it, then it's going to kill her. That's that's what this fish thing is thinking. He's like, I'm going to fuck with her, but I'm still going to kill her, but I'm going to show mm -hmm. off in front of her. But I but thought she's it looked really it. cool. Yeah. She's wounded it in the meantime, like really gnarly, it bleeding black. She's been using the land to wound it and it's using the water to try to catch up. And now they're going to square off. It does catch her, but she's had those Sharpie sticks everywhere. And she has one of them and stabs it eh, 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 real, real fast. Like Dali does it much faster than I. She's like, she's been practicing. She's I have been practicing. Or, yeah, yeah I've worry, been practicing. That's it. Practicing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she stabs it and it falls to the ground. And you can hear it breathing and then you can hear it like just stop breathing mm -hmm. because it was breathing so loudly because it was a labored breathing because it was fucked up from her. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't just leave it. Nope. She uses her fucking knife and starts hacking off its head. And I'm like, yes, because She's how many smart. times have you seen these movies where they just walk away? Oh, it's dead now. Let me turn my back on the animal. No, mm -mm. she fucking carved its head off. Okay. And she has its head. The island is fucking on fire. It looks it like a third is of on the fire. island. And, 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 and when she was packing, she, I, I completely made note of it, but it wasn't really important, but it was kind of like, this was her last ditch effort to survive knowing full well, she didn't have any more supplies mm -hmm. left. Um, the, the fire, she had seen the airplane before she thinks, um, I think she's just thinking, okay, this is the last time I'm going to have to try. Otherwise I'm just fucked. Mm -hmm. And she had written a note, you know, like in her, in, in like some paper or whatever that told her story. But I love that she saved that head because mm -hmm. if someone does find her, she's going to have proof of yep. what happened to her. And she wrote down what happened to her. Mm -hmm. But I don't think this leaves any opening as to whether or not she survives or not. I it I had read a couple of places where people were like, does, does she live? The fire is huge. It's she had huge. seen an airplane before. She'd I, seen I'm it twice already. Twice. Oh, yeah. So it's obvious that she is going to live. And I think mm -hmm. that she gets rescued. Right I do away. too. I do. Yeah. I think she gets rescued because of the fire. It's huge. It's, it, the it looks like the entire island is going to be engulfed soon. And absolutely, she's going to be found that I'm the same way. Yep. She's found. That's what I say. She lives. And she's got the proof so she can show everybody how awesome she is and that she is right Okay, because no one's going to think she's a crazy person because she had proof. I fucking love that she took that head. It reminded me of Hatchet. Remember when she takes that, that gnarly piece of like skin or head or whatever? I don't even remember what she walked into the police station with. And here is what I've done. Yeah. Because then it's 
proof. It is proof. It is tangible. It is there in your face. Fuck you all for not believing me, even though there was really only two people who didn't believe her. But fuck them times a million. Yeah. It was a great fucking movie. But at the end, I I turned to Alma and I'm like, "Um, so why was it called Sweetheart then? Because I didn't catch this, but Alma had to tell me. Why was it called Sweetheart, Alma? Because he, this is the pet name that Lucas had for her. He was the only one calling her Sweetheart, right? And his attitude towards her, their toxic relationship or whatever, the belittling tone that he gives her, the the way he says it made me cringe. Sweetheart. Mm -hmm. Like, this is his possession, but she's not a sweetheart. She's nobody's sweetheart. She's mm-hmm. a survivor. Like yeah. she is the the strong one. She's the one who lived in everything. And mm-hmm. that is what the story is about. Like her being this powerful, strong, mm-hmm. not needing anyone. She did this on her own. Like yeah. fuck your sweetheart. Yeah. You know. And yeah, that so I, I I don't know why I didn't catch that. I mean, I obviously I saw that he was treating her like shit, but I didn't catch the whole sweetheart part. So yeah, I just thought he was just, oh, you know, and, and it wasn't a long time that they um, get to show it. You know, there's not a lot of dialogue. They're only um, communicating with each other for like, there's only a limited amount of dialogue that they have together. But in that short amount of time, they did portray it really, really well that he is a shithole and she's been putting up with it and was wanting out of that relationship. I mean, I can't believe that he tried to blame a storm on her. Like the gaslighting, the the whole like, oh, it's just like, you know, that relationship, you know it. And it's just, I'm so glad that she won. She was the powerful one. She was the one who held the power in the end, literally with the monster's head, you know. I was kind of hoping she'd turn into a sea monster. We had it, didn't we? We were like, if she eats the flesh, will she turn into the sea monster? We had like a little hoping, theory about yeah. that. I know that's that stupid. I, that's no. when you know you watch too much shit. Part two will be her eating the flesh and then turning into the monster, right? Because they only showed two bodies, right, that were buried. And, we're, and Dali was like, well, duh, the other one got eaten by the monster, right? And I was like, we were like, what if the monster yeah. was the third survivor? Yes. Right? yes. <laughs> Came up with a whole alternate story over here. Okay, Dali and I are going to make a living making these, like, not even B movies, like C movies, where we take other people's ideas, but keep, like, on the low end of no budget. (laughs) Stupidity. We're going to take it and make it a great C movie. Like, a glorious sea creature that once wants her. And then she's you know, the predator. And here comes the, you know what I was thinking of too, when I was watching this, I'm glad this was really done. This was done really well. Remember the Chupacabra movie that we watched on the Island? <laughs> I kept envisioning that that was what it's going to turn into, but it was really good. I thought it was really good. This movie was great. Actually. Um, there was also lots of, uh, oh, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Cause this is what I saw a lot of when the boyfriend came on the scene and when the friend again, in quotes, um, was throwing shit back in her face. She reacted when they did that because you could see, unfortunately, that there was some stuff in her past that she probably regretted, um, like like dropping out of school. Not necessarily dropping out of school, maybe the manner that she did it because you know how you can tell when you look at someone, it's like not, a, not that they think what you're saying is right, but they're looking back at maybe the action and thinking like, oh, why'd you have to remind me of that? That's what the impression I got the the, the cringe you can yes. see her like pull away and kind of just yeah 
you could feel it with her. Because like, they were throwing shit back in her face from her past to justify the way they were treating her now. But here's the thing. I think they always treated her like shit, that she was a special project to, the, to them. She was black and they were white. And just the way they talked down to her and the way he basically said that, you know, I'm the one paying for your shit. I'm the one supporting you. And then her friend said over here, I've been friends with you, even though you've done this and that. Um, that's the feeling I got from this. Like she a should lot be it, grateful yes. that they help her at all. And yeah, you could see it a lot. You could, it was very evident and it was just, uh, it just get under my skin the way they treated her. And you could, you could just see it. It's. It wasn't even far fetched. It wasn't even imaginary. It's a, it, that situation was so real life. When it comes to those toxic relationships, that that terrible, the way that they were talking and belittling her and, and degrading her, and who the fuck does that? You know, I I saw so much that I hated about them that I was just so happy that they were like the token. Oh yeah, that's why we people. were exactly. Like, that's why I was be... so happy when they got killed and munched mm. away. Ma 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 ma. Yummy mm. snacks. Yes. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So now that we're done um, dancing around their graves. Yes. Dalia, did you have a real world connection for us? What'd you find? What'd you find? I'm excited. Well, uh, thank you for being excited. I love my my little, little cheerleading posse over here. I Oh, that's so cute. She's actually cheering. <laughs> She put herself on mute so you can't hear all the coolness she's saying. But um, I did find a story. I was trying to, I was thinking I was going to do like a castaway type story. You know, I wanted to find a good one. Uh So I started, look, and then I remembered the story that I had heard. I've heard it several times, but I've only, um, I've only heard it like in a very short detail. So when I was trying to find more information on it, I'm going and I'm I'm, I'm checking the news outlets. I'm checking everything. And all I keep finding is the very mm, general details of these uh, these survivors. And I'm I'm getting frustrated because I'm like, this isn't going to be enough for a real world connection. And finally, finally, I found one place. It was actually a GQ article that gave me the most, oh, so I'm going to put a link to this uh, article in the show notes so that y'all can read it because the detail, I'm just going to give a very brief uh, uh, glimpse into this, this survival story. But in this GQ story, it's the most complete one I could find. I went through, you know how I have access to shit. Like I can find shit. I could not find anything, but GQ fucking did it. They fucking did it. They, they, they did a story on the whole ordeal. They did a story from uh, interviewing the survivors. So this is the story of how three Tokelau teenagers survived being lost in the ocean for 51 days. And this is by- I know this story. Yes. I know it. Yes. Awesome. Okay. This story uh, and interview um, article is written by Michael Finkel. And so again, you all may have heard this story, but I am going to tell it to you again or for the first time and when you're done listening to us go to the show notes click on the link and read the entire story because it deserves to be read because apparently no one fucking wants to tell this story because i couldn't find shit on it except for gq all right sorry i'm done ranting i'm done ranting so the story is of edwine nassau filo filo and i've seen several different names for this 
young man. So I don't know which one's correct. I apologize. But it's either Samu Pelesa or Samu Tonuya. I also saw Samu Perez. <laughs> so I'm not quite sure which one it is, but I'm just going to be calling him Samu in the story. So this is their story of surviving from October 4th 2010 to November 24th, 2010 in the fucking ocean. Okay. So these three Tokilau teenagers who survived 51 days at sea, it actually started with them fucking wanting to just get off the island. They wanted to escape their lives. Tokilau is very remote. It is, um, I can't remember the exact geography. I should have written this down. I apologize, but it is like, I think it's North east of New Zealand in these little islands. It's pretty, pretty fucking remote. And the it doesn't even have an airstrip. You can't fly onto the island. You fly onto another island and then you have to like island hop on boat to get to Tokelau. So on the in the early morning hours of October 4th, 2010, just after midnight, these three teenagers, they just started grabbing shit from around the island and from their houses. They they brought milk, you know, so a couple of uh, quarts of milk. They got grabbed some coconuts. They grabbed some cigarettes. They grabbed a jar of water. They grabbed some fucking vodka. Where's the fucking food? They didn't grab any fucking food. Etwine is the youngest of the group. They're the two others, Philo and Samu, are 15, and Et, um, Etwine is 14. He was supposed to grab the fishing equipment, so that's how they were going to take care of food. But when he went home to grab shit, he was afraid of waking up the other people in the house, so he didn't. He ended up not grabbing it. So like I said, their plan was to get the fuck off the island and leave because they were tired of their lives there. There's nothing to do there. Um, they thought they didn't have any future there. They had, you know, they had dreams of what they wanted to do. And so they had planned on just getting in their boat and like drifting, basically. Well, they, it has a motor, but they they planned on just going. They didn't know where the fuck direction they were going to go, but they knew there was islands around them. They were going to go. And they had heard a story of, um, I don't know how many years prior, like it was like four or five kids, you know, teenagers had done basically the same thing. They had been rescued after like five days out in the ocean. So they thought if they didn't actually get to an island that they would be rescued. So they had complete confidence in this plan of having basically no drinking water except a jar, literally a mayonnaise jar of water, vodka, milk. That's the shit they were planning on on, on drinking on the fucking boat. And then when they jump on and they didn't have any fishing equipment, they weren't going to be eating shit. So anyways... They're excited. They're going to go. They don't care. They're on a fucking adventure. They're finally leaving home. They literally only had the clothes on their back, their sandals. Um, they had no caps to protect them from the sun, no sunglasses, nada. Um, they were gone. They were, uh, they wanted to, it's kind of, it's kind of sweet and kind of sad at the same time. They wanted to, they saw their futures of two of them wanted to be rugby players and one of them wanted to be a surgeon. And they just didn't see a future for themselves on the island like that. Philo was originally from Sydney, Australia. He grew up there with his parents and um, his mother moved him back to Tokelau after she and her husband separated. Um, he was apparently also went back in Sydney. He's He'd get into trouble and all that shit. So she thought if they moved back to her home, 
her hometown, her home island, that, it, you know, it's very, like I said, there's nothing to do there, that he would stay out of trouble. That didn't work because he was still getting into trouble on the island. Um, Samu was a native to, is a native to the island. He actually, you know, when Philo came onto the island, he kind of like attached himself to him because here's this dude from Sydney, Australia. He's kind of a badass. So he started doing hood rat shit with, <laughs> with, with his new friends. So he was all excited about that. Then there is Etwine. Um, Etwine lived, uh, he had lived in, in Samoa, New Zealand, and also on the island. So he had a little experience from, you know, around the place, but Samu is the more shy one. Okay. But he was easily uh, um, caught up in the adventure of wanting to get off the island. Remember I told you he wanted to be a surgeon. He didn't see how he could possibly be a surgeon um, coming from the island. So the three of them, they're excited. They start, they get in the fucking boat. They start drinking the vodka right away because they're like, oh yeah, they're excited. It's like a party for them. It was giving them the liquid courage. They were, I mean, it, it was like a whole thing for them. Unfortunately, though, again, remember how I told you that those uh, that story of the boys that had been out uh, for five days and got rescued? That's that's what they saw their future was. If they didn't get to the island themselves, they were going to be found. So they actually went through their supplies pretty quickly. As days started passing, they started realizing like, oh, shit, you know, what the fuck? Why aren't we getting rescued yet? Um, they still were very hopeful, though. Uh, they were uncomfortable. They didn't they didn't really have any more anything else to drink. They they were getting shitty sleep and the water was coming into the boat. They would have to scoop it out. Um, they thought still that they were going to be found, but they started trying to do things to survive. So like um, if it rained, again, this is only within the first week. If it rained, they had brought a tarp. They started collecting the water. Um, they caught a few fish, but the fish, you know, just think about the fish that are going to come up to the surface. It's not going to be anything really sustainable for them. Um, and and that then a week went and it was two weeks and three weeks. And then it's like, they're barely surviving. They're barely fucking surviving. And within the first couple of weeks, when they realized they were not going to get rescued, at least right away, because they were still somewhat hopeful that they would be found. Um, because the way the geography or the, what do you, what do you call geography when it's the ocean, oceanography? <laughs> the way, it, yeah, it is out there. Um, yes, they are like literally in the middle of nowhere, but there's still dots of island islands that ships or boats go between. So they thought they would be, you know, in someone's path. So they thought they were going to be out there a while, but uh, they still thought they were going to be rescued. So they'd collect rain when they could. They'd eat these shitty little fish when they could. Um, one time they even caught a seagull and they tore that motherfucker apart and they ate that shit. And that's really all they ate though. That's that's it. And they were drinking, uh, I, I don't know if I've already said this, but already a couple of weeks into, I think it was even the first week, they started drinking seawater. So they're not stupid. They know you can't drink it. I mean, you literally can drink it, but I mean, they know that it's going to dehydrate you, but they were just so fucking thirsty. And I can only imagine when you're in that state that even though, you know, you shouldn't, you're going to try anyways. So they would drink, they were drinking the fucking seawater. Yeah. I would have just died on day three. <laughs> Cause I think that's how long it would take me to dehydrate. So I just been laying in there. Actually, it's longer the than that. It's longer than that. Oh. But 
But I have I to lay there longer than that. But if you're lucky, because it, it's the exposure that that could get you, and that's what oh, that's, that's what true. yeah, that's what started happening with them. They Ugh. would remember how I said they didn't have any caps and they only had their their little clothes. They were wearing shorts. You know, they live on a fucking island. They had shorts and a little a little tee and you know their little chanclas, and that's all they had. Um, so the exposure it was like literally killing them. It felt like their skin was on fire. It's felt like like their skin was was being stabbed a million times. They were dehydrated as fuck. Their their mouths were so dry. Um, yeah, it's just like they and this again. They started happening like within the first couple of weeks. And remember, they survived for fifty one fucking days. There was one point that they actually saw a ship. And they were so excited. They thought that ship fucking saw them. They were so, they were excited. They saw it was like, oh yes, we're saved. The ship kept going. The ship just kept fucking going because they didn't see them. Um, and this is when they, well, before this, actually, they had already started quarreling. They started fighting. They were bored. They fought. They, uh, they ignored each other. <laughs> they cried. They prayed. They sometimes would sit there. I don't know if you remember this game that we used to play when we were little Alma, but they would imagine themselves eating food, like junk yeah. food. Yeah, the to... kids hate that story <laughs> <laughs> when I tell so, them that. Oh, yeah. They they were pretending or, or pretending and imagining that they were eating junk food back home, like a hamburger or something. Alma and I used to literally play this game. We used to watch the TV and we'd mm-hmm. reach our hands like we were reaching our hands into the TV and pulling out the food. And then we would pretend that we would eat the food from the TV. It, I guess it was a sad game. <laughs> I think it's like a poor people's game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah. So at this point. After the, the ship came and went, and, and, and remember how I said um, Etwine was the youngest one, and he was kind of the more shy one and everything? Um, he, at this point, just like literally gave up. And on all my reading, and the GQ article was, was the most in-depth and the most detailed, um, there's no timeline. Maybe because the boys didn't even know what you know how long they'd been out there at certain points. But this yeah, because it's not like... They, they were like, on day three, we bought yeah. a law, on no, day no, no. 21, no. Yeah, they probably only remember the first few days and then the last few days, that's it. Um, but um, it was this point when Etwine gave up. He gave up. He just kind of resigned himself to die. He laid at the bottom of the boat. He wouldn't talk to anyone. He wasn't interacting with them. He later said that when Samu, Samu was, I guess, kind of like the leader of the group, um, when Samu tried to shake him out of that uh, um, catatonic state, that funk, he he said that he want Etwine said he wanted to say something, he wanted to do something, but he literally was powerless. He didn't have any energy. He couldn't muster up to even open his mouth and make a sound. He was done. Samu kept getting mad. <laughs> he was pissed off. He was like, why the fuck is um, he laying there not doing shit? We, in order to survive, we all need to, you know, we all need to be wanting to survive. He wanted to snap him out of it. He was tired of seeing him laying there doing nothing. As a team, we need to survive. He grabbed Etwine and he fucking just started shouting at him and shaking him. And he fucking, they had a machete. He grabbed the machete and he put it to Etwine's throat and he's like do you want to fucking die do you want to fucking die and this is the moment when Etwine realized he didn't want to die he didn't want to fucking die as he had the machete up to his throat he's like I want to fucking live 
This is what snapped him out of that uh, uh, catatonic state that gave him the will again to live. And then he was angry. <laughs> and then he was fucking angry that Samu picked him up and did this to him. But he had the will to live. So Samu put him down, put down the machete, turned his back to Etwine, and Etwine goes over and he grabs the machete because now he's pissed. And he's gonna he wants to fucking kill Samu. So he's gonna kill Samu. And then this is really interesting. At that moment, when he was about to fucking kill him, he was gonna kill Samu. Etwine, remember? Etwine is the younger one. He's the more the quiet one, everything like that. Um, he was gonna kill him. Literally, these words from Martin Luther King Jr. popped into his head. We must all learn to live together as brothers, or we will all perish together as fools. He said those words from Martin Luther King Jr. came into his head, and that's when he realized, I can't do this. And he put the machete down. That's that a, fucking amazing. Right? I don't, that's that like fucking, a fucking movie. that's so cool. I can't remember things. I wouldn't ever be able to think of something cool that would save somebody's life. I'd just be like, <laughs> just let me fucking die. I would have just said, okay. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so now there's a will to live. So he's now at this point, they're, they're barely surviving. They don't have any fucking food. They're drinking fucking seawater. But at least he's not going to just lay on the fucking boat and die. Um, he doesn't have a lot of energy, Etwine. Samu and uh, Filo Filo, they have a little bit more energy, so they'll jump into the water on occasion to cool off their skin. Um, but, you know, I can only imagine that's still probably very fucking uncomfortable, but at least they're not baking in the sun, I'm sure. Again, they were ready to die in the fact that they thought they were going to die, but they weren't going to just die, if that makes sense. Um, they, they were going to keep doing as much as they could to be alive another day. At this point, 51 days later, their skin is fucking hurting. It's peeling. You know, obviously, they're out in the fucking sun all day. The boat was filling up with water way too much. Remember that jar of, of drinking water that they had, that mayonnaise jar? When they had run out of the drinking water, they were using that jar to scoop the water out of the boat. Um, then one day, I can't remember which one of them it was. They, one of them had gotten pissed off and broke the jar and then they didn't have a jar anymore to scoop the water out. So the, it was very hard to get the water out of the boat. So they were living in water in the boat basically. And like I said, they were just in pain. They were extremely dehydrated. They could barely talk. And then they see a ship and they're like, they're, getting excited but they're also scared to get excited but this fucking ship starts coming towards them because it fucking sees them it fucking sees them and they're like oh fuck we're we're saved we're found and they get now they know they're they're gonna live they they know they're gonna live um it, it's funny because i see in this article that it says that the um the captain of the ship of this uh uh the ship's navigator called out to them, asking them if they needed help. And that's what it said in the article. And I remember thinking like, duh, motherfucker, of course they need help. I mean, no, like, we're cool. We're cool. <laughs> Go on. What? That's what it said in the article. I'm like, did he really say that? But it said that in the article. And I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to say that they, he did say that because um, this article, remember the GQ article is the only one that I could see 
that was as detailed. It's a very long article. So I'm like, okay, yeah, the shift navigator said that and that was stupid. But anyways, so they called out, yes, yes, we need help. They were finally rescued. They were rescued. They had floated 70, I mean, 750 miles away from home. And all that on their little boat, 51 fucking days. Now, back at home, 51 days, right? You think someone's lost at sea for 51 days? What do you think? They're dead. They're, so yeah, that's exactly what their family thought. Uh, in, the, in the early couple of weeks, there had been a search and rescue for them. Um, they, they sent out rescue boats, planes, helicopters, whatever. Um, but then there came a point where the family's like, you accept that they're dead. I would have thought the same thing. They're 51 days. That's impossible. They had a memorial memorial for them. They grieved them. They, they, yeah, they were dead to their family. And can you imagine 51 fucking days later finding out that they're alive? I can't even, I mean, go read this article because I read, I mean, I, I'm telling you all just a few short little things of this, but their story is actually really fucking amazing. And I'm glad that GQ did it because like I said, um, I found article after article that was like three paragraphs long. Like, you know, these, these kids survived, whoopee, and then that was it. And I wanted to know more. I wanted to know more about the story because you hear stories about a lot of different people, you know, and why not anything about these three? Um, I'm like, maybe was it because <laughs> they were like little maybe because and they wanted to stupid? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they were. I mean, they, they were teenagers. Come on, they they uh, they wanted to get away. They were getting drunk. They thought, woohoo, this is a cool plan, uh, and <laughs> they were not prepared at all. But yet they survived. They fucking survived. But you guys, this is the thing. We were all shitheads when we were teenagers in in some way, shape or form. Maybe, you know, some of us did a, a little bit over here and some of us were big shitheads. You know, we were so Or congratulations, you weren't. Whoop-dee-doo. You were. You were. You were a little <laughs> shit somehow. And somehow you were. But here's the thing that I, I they, um, regardless of, of the, the their lack of preparation, whatever, they miraculously lived for 51 days. And I think that should be, that story should be told a little bit more because <laughs> it's really fucking awesome. And so 750 miles, 51 days, they survived all that shit. Philo and Samu were done with the island. Within a couple of months, they were off the island. They, they went to go live with family in Australia. <laughs> and uh, Etwine, remember how he wants to be a surgeon? Um, he went to go live with family in Hawaii. I tried to look up where they are now because this happened in 2010. This is 11 years later. They're, they're adults now. They're grown-ass adults. Um, I couldn't find anything. That's why I said it's like it was really frustrating trying to find information for this real-world connection. But I still wanted to tell it, though, because it, I think it's fascinating. I think it's fascinating. These kids, you know, they're it, think of it like a joy ride. They're on a joy ride on the ocean, thinking they're gonna they're they're leaving home, and then this happens to them during the time that they were out in the boat. They they started regretting it. They really fucking regretted it. I like mean, instant they, regret. <laughs> they 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 thought, oh great, we're gonna die out here. We did something stupid. So they did realize that how they did it was stupid, uh, but. They survived. They fucking survived. And I think that's that's awesome. Read the GQ article because, again, that's the only one I could find. If, if any if any of our listeners know more about it, if they know where they're at now, if they, I want to hear, you know, I well, want to hear what happened. I, well, I, I looked I looked up and 
they have a Facebook page. And oh, um, I'm not on Facebook like that, so that's why I didn't. Okay, know. so they have a Facebook page, and the three of them uh, started a small boy band, and they had one single, a whole album, but the single uh, was very, very popular in Canada of all places, and they live off the residuals of that, and they travel around the world, and that's totally made up. You were all like, "What? <laughs> You're such a bitch! Why the fuck do you do that shit to me?" Your face was like, <laughs> you're such an asshole. Oh my God, it hurts. I hope you pee on yourself. <laughs> you're horrible. That's evil. Wouldn't that be cute? They're you're singing a asshole. song about being lost at sea. You know? You're such an asshole. What kind of music do you think it would be? R&B? I don't even, fuck you. Something slow, you know, like fuck bluesy. Because it's like sad, you know? <laughs> you're such an asshole. Keep laughing. Keep laughing. Squeeze those legs together. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> she got me, guys. She got me. Fuck you. Okay, no, but that was a that was a badass story. Please, like, yeah. If somebody finds that, maybe they can link it yeah. to you because I always want. I I do that after you hear uh-huh. a really interesting story. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do is go. You know, what are they doing now? Uh-huh. Who doesn't love a what are they doing now? That's why I, I literally was looking like that too. What are they up to now? I don't even remember mm-hmm. how they're doing it, but I couldn't find anything. Like I said, that's why I love this GQ article because it was, well, it was very detailed. Hopefully they sold that story and made a little money off of it because been, yeah. yeah, it's easily a book yeah. that I, hope I that would it, read. I would totally read this. Uh-huh. You know me, I, I read survival stories. I do. And and I would totally read this. Um, but anyways, check it out in our show notes. Click on the article there. And this that was the amazing story of Philo and Samu and Etwine, who survived 51 days out in the fucking ocean. That's a badass story. I would have been, my story would be Alma dies after two days of healing <laughs> herself to death on a raft out in the ocean. <laughs> oh, poor Alma. I think it would take me two days. I would just, you know, really in the mindset, just fucking die. Take me, I just <laughs> meditate myself into death. There you go. <laughs> That was awesome. Oh, God. So do we have any interesting business to share with our listeners? We'll do it real Uh, quick because, you know, they've been here forever already listening to us. (laughs) Okay. So when this episode comes out, it will be the 8th of July. So that means we have one more week in our giveaway, the giveaway where we are giving away a giveaway. (laughs) A giveaway? A giveaway of giveaway? What are we giving away? <laughs> it's free shit. Okay, you get it for free. What do you get? <laughs> so just go to our, our <laughs> go to our Instagram page. Yes. Um, there's a picture and a video of the stuff we're giving away. It's giveaway things. We're gonna give it away. <laughs> Okay, first of all, when I started saying giveaway, I realized I was saying giveaway way too much. See, right there even. And then I couldn't stop. And then now you're making fun of me. So anyways. Just say it three times fast. Sometimes when I'm stuck on a word, I can't get past. So I'll just say it <laughs> Giveaway, giveaway, giveaway. Okay. So you'll get a t-shirt of your of your size. We got merch. 
merch. We got merch. Check it out. Dalia showed it um, on there's an Instagram live video that we she saved to our Instagram page. Um, we have a merch store so you can see what the shirts look like. Uh, you also get the horror movie trivia game. We have a little pin. I love Michael pins. Myers. You could pin it anywhere, Michael Myers. And uh, oh, candles from Final Girl Candle Company. Then what was the other thing we're missing? Oh, the tumbler, the tumbler that has Freddie, Jason, mm-hmm. Michael, and oh, Leatherface. So yes, all that really shit's cool badass. Tumbler. Please join our giveaway. The details will all be um all our all our things. So awesome. all our things, all, our, all things. our things. Okay. So yeah. So go to our website. Go to our Instagram. Go to our Twitter. Go to any of those, and you'll see all the information for that. If it, as long as you do that for as far as the giveaway before July. 16th you're good if this is after july 16th sorry you missed the giveaway but you did not miss out on the merch so go to our merch store which is nightmaremerch.store how easy is that nightmaremerch.store yeah that's so easy we sound like it uh the as seen on tv <laughs> yes that's what i'm going for i'm selling it i'm selling it okay all right so already we already talked about our, our merch store nightmare merch.store. Alma, where else can uh, these fine listeners find us? Ooh, fine. Are they? How fine are they? That is seen everything sexy. Almost today. as sexy oh, as that fucking sexy sea monster. <laughs> all right. You can reach us on our website first. We can get all our episodes and look where we're at um, with all our stuff is on there. Like that's what a website is. It's got your info. <laughs> Nightmaremoviepodcast.com. You can reach us on our Instagram page at Nightmare Movie Podcast. You can, um, oh, the Twitter, the Twitter. I, I can never remember the Twitter. Let me, let me try to guess it. Okay. At Nightmare on 5th, yeah. 5th. Did I get it? Yeah. You got it. Okay. Okay. Because I, I get tongue twisted because I'm used to saying everything else the same. Anywhere else? Um, I think that's it. And then, oh, um, our how about our buy me a coffee? Oh, buy me a coffee. You're right. Please buy me a coffee. Buy me plenty of coffees. Um, That's what it should be called. Buy me plenty of coffees. Buy me plenty of coffees. But it's not. Uh, If you would like to support our podcast, you can head over to buymeacoffee.com slash nightmare pod. Yep. That's everything. Thank you so much. We watch Sweetheart. You don't even need to watch it because we just told you everything. No, no. Still watch it. Still watch it. It's really (laughs) good. Oh, yes. True. Please support um these movies that we watch because we watch them there's always something great to to find in these movies but this one was actually a nice surprise because i knew it was like a creature movie but didn't know where it was going so a survival creature story it was so good good. and then you get to cheer for somebody like to get it and then you can vote for people to die like if you're on an island where you (laughs) vote the people off but they get to die yeah who doesn't love that Okay, so great movie, Sweetheart. We watched it on Shutter. Oh, God. Netflix. Netflix. We watched it on Netflix. Isn't that great? Everybody has Netflix. Everybody, or steal someone's password and use their (laughs) Netflix account. Okay? (laughs) Do it. All right, everybody. Okay, until next time. Bye. Thank you for listening.
listening to Nightmare on Fifth Street, a horror movie podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and follow. Also, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to share the podcast with your friends. If you're able, we'd also love your support over at our membership at buymeacoffee.com slash nightmarepod. Link is in the show notes. And however you decide to support us, we're especially grateful. Thank you for listening.